Hello, and welcome to another Dirt Bike Go Adventures podcast. This is where you'll find interviews with women who ride and race, as well as related topics and product reviews. If you like what DBGA is doing, please subscribe and share with your friends. And remember, if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. So let's get to it. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Dirt Bike Go Adventures podcast. I appreciate you guys listening. I know it's been a while, um, just got a lot going on and going to do my best to stay on task with this podcast, but sometimes I may I may take a break when I need to and, um, and that's okay because this is uh, just a fun thing. I, um, I enjoy chatting and telling you guys stuff and giving you different insights and introducing you to different uh, awesome inspirational women that ride and um, but anyway I um, I did take quite a break there a uh, lot going on with the series and just all kinds of different things but um, I felt so uh, inspired to talk to you guys uh, do another podcast um, today uh, kind of hot off the hot off the trail um, my friend Heidi and I had talked for a couple months about the possibility of doing just a, just a, like a dual sport ride, an overnight camping trip, um, ride, just her and I, uh, just, just see what it's all about, give it a go and hope that it would lay kind of the groundwork for upcoming adventures and, and more rides with more girls and kind of like, you know, flourish into something eventually. So so this was kind of like a trial run, and um, it was uh, just really great. I just kind of threw it together, though. Um, and I got to say that one of the things I really learned from this trip was that you have to be ready to just kind of go with the flow, and maybe you change your plans, you know, if weather hits you, or you have a mechanical, or, you know, just stuff in life comes up, and you got to just kind of roll with it. And, um, I'm glad that I, I didn't, um, I didn't say no, because <laughs> there was a couple times where it just seemed like stuff was going on and I was not going to be able to commit, but we committed, we found a date that worked for both of us. Um, it's just really busy time. And, um, again, I, I really wanted it to work, uh, and I really wanted to do it in August because I wanted the weather to be nice and... I personally am not going to be available in September, and we just got a lot going on in October, and blah, 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 as it goes. So anyway, um, Heidi and I uh, made a plan. Um, I got with my husband, Billy, and he was helping me devise a route, and our plan was going to be to leave from our um, our place, uh, the, the our uh, cabin, uh, Backbone Raceway, and that is in Oakland, Maryland. And so our plan was to go from Oakland, Maryland, to Shenandoah National Park in Virginia. And uh, we were making a route, which was really cool. Uh, Billy was helping with that, trying to find some good off-roading in between. Uh, obviously, we were going to have to take pavement, um, but we were devising a route that would have like a really great mix. Um, I've never ever done a dual sport, overnight dual sport. I've never 
um, been much, much for camping. Um, I'm a glamper at best. Uh, and, uh, but my friend Heidi is definitely a camper at heart. She has a lot of experience camping, um, just hardcore camper. So she has the skills and the experience. So I was feeling pretty like I was in capable hands with my friend there. So that was cool. Um, so we just kind of, we're making our plan getting our bikes ready. Um, for me, um, I have a 2017 KTM 250 EXCF, which is a dual sport bike. Um, this bike has been kind of, it's been created to be a little more off-roady. Uh, we actually have taken off the dual sport exhaust. Um, we uh, took off the lights the turn signals, the horn, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that was the bike that I would usually race. Um, and we, uh, so, you know, so I basically kind of went out without all that stuff, um, which I don't necessarily recommend, but it's what I had. And um, so I, I did put on my dual sport tires from my original, as the 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 bike comes with original, which was um, Continental tires, they're dual sport tires. So we had those put on. I got a new relay because I was having a problem with my battery. It turned out to be a relay issue. Um, so we got that fixed, went over the bike, made sure everything was ready. I brought with me a couple external lights that I could pop on my bike if I needed. Um, and then Heidi, she actually has a bike that's already all set up for dual sport I believe it's like a 2013 maybe I might be wrong on that it's a Husqvarna they call it like a redhead because it's back before KTM but bought Husqvarna so it's a kind of a classic it's a really nice bike um, all, again it's all set up for dual sports got light signals horn all that stuff and she put on a pair of Kenda tires, which are dual sport, but hers were way more um, aggressive, definitely more off-roady than mine, um, but they seem to work really good for her on the road as well. So we made our plan, got our bikes ready. We, our intention was to camp. Um, like I said, we were going to do some some riding, and then when it got to be close to dark, we were going to plan to set up our, our camp. So one of the things I wanted to do was do, um, what we both wanted to do was do tent hammocks. So, uh, we did not own tent hammocks. So, uh, good old Amazon. We went on Amazon, both of us and ordered a couple tent hammocks and, um, they came with a little tarp, um, a mosquito netting. I think it was around 30 bucks, um, for that. And, um, it was actually a really, really nice little setup. I went and got uh, extra tarp from Walmart. It was like a small one in the camping section. It just kind of packs up really small. Um, I got a couple emergency blankets. You know, just the, the things that I brought with me was like a knife, a lighter, you know, just all kinds of little, th like small things because I wanted to be able to pack everything on my bike. Um, and my intention was to, I have the giant loop, uh, saddlebags that like they slide underneath your seat and 
they stay, they're really nice. They have zippers, they're waterproof, um, just kind of a low profile. I really like that. I already have a hard enough time, you know, getting on my bike, so I didn't want too much on the rear of my bike, like as far as like sleeping bags and tents and all that stuff. Um, so these, uh, the giant loop bags were definitely, definitely nice to have. Um, so my intention was to to pack all that stuff in the giant loot bags, have my backpack, my fly camelback, um, you know, just everything. Be prepared for, you know, weather, be prepared for the rain and all that stuff if we had any. And um, Heidi, she had a similar setup, except she had a lot more going on. She actually set her whole bike up and um, she had saddlebags and her tent and just a blanket. She had a lot of things on the on the rear of her of her bike, um, and I said, "Wow, are you going to be able to get on that thing?" But she uh, she said, "I think so," <laughs> and um, and then um, so we were kind of all ready, getting our things ready. Our route was planned out. It was uh, going to be about a 150 mile route to our our destination for our first night down in uh, you know Shenandoah National Park. And, um, it just like looking, looking at the weather, things started changing, like really bad weather was coming in. I, I think we even saw flash flood warnings were going to happen during our, our time. So, um, it just kind of changed the whole thing. I was feeling pretty bummed out, you know, we'd made all these plans and, um, I even like had paid ahead of time, uh, to get a camp, a tent campsite and, um, yeah, so I was kind of bummed, and uh, but then after some discussion and discussing it with my husband, um, we made the plan that we would go forward, but we would actually take the moto van with my two bike rack on the back, two bike bike rack, and um, still planning to tent camp, but have the van as a backup. Again, I'm not a big camper person, uh, so as far as the camping aspect of it, I was not too broke up about that because I kind of felt like, well, we'll have the van as a backup, which is nice if we run into any crappy weather, Um, but um, I was really bummed about the motorcycle ride because that was really, really changing the plan, you know, to, you have this plan, you planned all these cool routes to get there and on, you know, planning to be on two wheels. And now you're taking your bikes and you're in a van and then you're going to unload and and do whatever. So that part of it was a little bummer, but, um, but we both decided it would still be fun. It would still be a great adventure. It would give us a chance to still like get out into this area, scope some things out and, you know, just take in some cool sights and get away. (laughs) Like it just seemed like a, a great time to do this stuff. Um, and also like see what the area, again, see what the area has. Um, and I'd, I'd always wanted to go to Luray Caverns and that was down that, uh, down that way. So it was a, like a perfect opportunity. So that's what we did guys. We, um, we, uh, packed the motor van. We got everything in there. We got, we, you know, we had a little bit of the food that we wanted to bring, a bunch of waters, um, we had all of our gear. It's so funny, like, we started out with this, like, small 
small things, you know, small pile. Like these are the things we're going to put on our motorcycle. We don't need anything else, you know, because our plan was to be on bikes. (laughs) Like it's just minimalist, like everything, you know, everything was tiny, small. You could tuck it away in the bag, you know, just nothing extra. And now we're taking the van. Heidi's got like two giant totes. I'm like bringing all kinds of stuff from the house. I mean, it was just ridiculous. You know, I a box of GoPro stuff, a box of camera, like just all kinds of stuff. It was just ridiculous. You know, you look back and you're like, how did this, how do we get to this point? <laughs> but, but it's all good. Like we're, why not? We have the van, let's fill it up. So we, um, so we get going, we, we plan to leave early in the morning and we do, and we head out on our, on our route. Now our route changed a little bit cause we didn't have a need to go down any, um, fun switchbacky dirt roads or anything like that. So we just kind of took a direct route. We left from Oakland, Maryland and headed towards, um, headed towards, uh, Moorefield, West Virginia, Baker, like all that area and ended up going through Elkton, um, and then finally making our way to the Luray area or Shenandoah uh, National Park. We were actually on the southern side, um, southern end, not in Luray, when we first got into Shenandoah Park. Um, it was a really fun ride, you know, just it was nice just kind of getting to hang out. I totally recommend like just getting out with your girlfriend and just like going out. Just, I don't know, it's just kind of cool to do something different. And, you know, and you don't have any, anyone to be responsible for but yourself. You're just kind of enjoying yourself and getting out. So that was cool. Um, we had a plan. So we were heading to the park and um, filled up with fuel, all that good stuff. And um, I had made arrangements for us to go to, I think it was called, yeah, it's called Big Meadows. Big Meadows Campground in Shenandoah National Park. Um, they had camping, they have a lodge, they have a restaurant, they have a gift shop, um, you know, they have all the amenities that you, that you'd need. Um, so I didn't want to be just like totally out in it right away. You know, we'll get to that, but this is like the first trip. So I wanted to have some stuff. So Big Meadows, um, campground, it's really nice. They have a bunch of sites. It's actually a pretty decent size. Um, and it was inexpensive. It was only $20 a night. Um, but there is no electric and no water hookup. They do have like dump stations and that kind of stuff. We didn't need any of that. Um, they also have, uh, coin operated showers, which was cool. Um, you know, they have a camp store, all that stuff. They had a lot of things, very useful, um, fun little, fun little spot. And they're within walking distance to an amazing amount of hiking trails and all kinds of stuff like waterfalls and just there's a lot going on if you're into hiking and stuff. So we get there, um, we get our spot. Um, so the National Park, it cost, let's see, let me back up. It cost $30 for a vehicle. And if you're on motorcycle, it costs $25. And if you're walking in, I believe it's $15. Um, so came with the uh, motorcycle strapped on the back with the van, just kind of planned to, to roll in and, and park and then unload motorcycles and go riding. 
Um, when I got to, when we, when we pulled in, paid the lady for the vehicle, um, as soon as we entered the park, I mean, we've gone all this way. It's about a 150 mile trip, as I said. Um, and I hear like all this honking, like behind me and I'm like, what is going on? And, um, at first I was going to ignore it, but then I'm like, they were really adamant. And then they started like pointing to the back of the van and I look out the mirror and I can see Heidi's bike like hanging off of the bike rack. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so, so welcome to the park. <laughs> so that's how we, that's how we entered, you know, with the bike like hanging off the back. Awesome. Um, but nothing was damaged. The bike actually didn't even touch the ground. It was just kind of like, I don't even know. It seemed like it was held on by a bungee somehow. It was just the craziest thing. Um, and we, you know, got it back up, tied it back down and just kind of laughed about it. It was just kind of crazy. And we roll into the park and find our, uh, our site. And, um, it was really nice, very clean, very nice, like a really nice park actually. And, um, talked to the guy at the information area and I'd asked him this question and I'll bring it up in case anybody thinks about doing something similar to this but you know I said if I want to get on my motorcycle and my friend wants to get on her motorcycle and we want to leave the park and come back in we only have this one vehicle pass you know how is that going to work and he says well no one's ever done that before he says the receipt is all you have that one receipt so you're going to have to pay if you leave the park you're going to have to pay for the other bike. You can use the, the vehicle receipt, the $30 receipt, but you're going to have to pay $25 for a motorcycle if you leave and come back in, even though you came in the vehicle. So that was kind of a bummer. We were like, oh man. Now we didn't do that because we didn't actually leave the park on this day. So we didn't have this issue, but um, just kind of to be aware of that, you know, if you do go out there that, you know, you need to kind of figure for something like that. Because I didn't really think about that. I would have, I don't know what I would have done. Maybe not even stayed in, I don't know. Anyway, it, you know, would have ended up costing, um, you know, $55 just to get in the park. But whatever. Anyway, so that being said, we went ahead and parked. We unloaded the bikes. We decided uh, to go ahead and get the, get our our camp area set up because the weather was uh, expected to come in. So we, uh, we did all that, got everything set up, um, <laughs> our campsite. Okay. So here's something to think about. Uh, so it's sight unseen. It was the absolute last spot available when I uh, made the reservation and it had three trees on it. So again, we are using hammock tents and all we have is three trees and it's two hammocks. So it was a little bit of a challenge, <laughs> but uh, we did figure it out. We got, um, we were kind of like the way our trees were set up and the way the hammocks were, we were literally like going to be right next to each other, even though we're in separate hammocks. Like it was really ridiculous, but it was kind of funny. Um, we put like tarps all around our stuff. So if it rained, we were going to be, we should be good. Um, got everything ready. I mean, good to go. And then we decided, well, it looks like it's going to rain. So we found out that there was a waterfall that we could hike to. So we started walking and as we're walking, we've been walking for a little bit. The sun came out like full blast. And this trip is supposed to be about riding. 
So I just kind of said, Heidi, what do you think? I'm, I'm, I want to ride. Like, what do you think if we go back, get our bikes, and then go, to, you know, check out this waterfall? And she was all for it, and that's that was what we did. We turned around, walked all the way back to the campsite, got our gear on, and and again, like we're in full gear. Like I won't ride without my knee braces, so I'm in full gear. I've got my my new Echerbies boots. I was told it's not a Serbies, it's a Cherbies or a Cherbies, <laughs> and um, got all that stuff on, and um, we decide to ride down to this. To this um, waterfall so someone had told us you know where to go for the where to park and everything so we went went ahead and parked and later we figured out that we actually parked in the wrong parking area and we had like a longer walk than we thought and we took um, took a really neat trail it was called like story of the forest <laughs> trail we took that trail to the actual waterfall trail and the waterfalls that we were heading to are called dark hollow falls and so we were heading to dark hollow falls and we're walking walk across the street walk across skyline drive walk in walk in walk in and all these people are like looking at us like we're crazy because we're in our gear i mean i left my helmet um back at the bike and but heidi still had on her chest protector We're walking, walk. It, it was it, it was over a mile that we walked, and it was gnarly downhill, rocks and slippery because of like rain, and it was just ridiculous and switchbacky and just really challenging, and we were basically questioning ourselves. You know, should we keep going or what? You know, is it worth it? Is this waterfall going to be freaking amazing? <laughs> But once you get started, it is so hard to turn around. You're like, I did not just go through all this to turn around. So we kept going, trudging along in our boots, and I was having a hard time, and get down to the waterfall. And it it was really nice. It really was. It wasn't quite as dramatic as I was thinking, but you could get right up in it. And if we weren't in all of our gear, you could have been like swimming in the bottom of it. it would have been really cool. Um, but it was really crowded. Um, and again, we have, you know, we're all dealing with COVID, so we're all wearing masks and, you know, everything down there. Um, and just, just too many people, you know, basically. So down on this trail, down at the waterfalls. So anyway, it was a, it was a really beautiful waterfall though. Like, um, it was just, uh, I don't know, just had many tears to it. And like I said, there is a nice pool at the bottom and the surrounding areas just, it's really pretty. Um, then you know what? You got to turn around and go back the way you came. <laughs> that was the hardest thing ever. I don't even know how long it took, but it was just insane. My feet were killing me. I don't think motocross, well, I know motorcycle boots were not meant to hike in like this. It was just ridiculous. You should be riding your bike and not walking like this for miles and miles. Um, so we, uh, we got, uh, we got all the way to the top. Thank God. Got back on our bikes and went for a dual sport ride, just riding around Skyline Drive and um, taking in the sights. And uh, we definitely wanted to be back by a certain time before the lodge closed because we were going to go ahead and have dinner there. And um, it was just nice. It was nice riding around, taking in all the scenery and just talking to people and getting to the lodge and 
It was just really cool. Really cool experience. Great food. The food was really good, so recommend that. That was great. Um, so we, uh, we had a good time, and then it was time to kind of go back and get cleaned up and um, plan to have a nice campfire and hang out and toast some s'mores and just, you know, have a nice camp night. And uh, a crazy wall of white fog, like thicker than you can imagine, just, I mean, it just started rolling in. Like you, everything was like normal and then all of a sudden, I mean, you could tell weather was coming in, but you couldn't, you didn't see this coming. It was like literally like a wall because I guess we're up in the, you know, we're up in the mountains and it just came out of nowhere and we could not get our fire lit. Heidi was trying like crazy to get our fire lit. We had fire starter, everything, and it would not stay lit. We went and bought camp wood, like the whole, just, it's like, really? Like it was not working. It was not working. Um, so again, the fog was crazy and then it started to rain and we're like, oh my gosh. So we, what are you going to do? We run into the van. How awesome is it that we've got the moto van? So we run into the van and we play cards. <laughs> so that's what we did. Played some cards. And then when we were done, um, we decided to, you know, go to sleep or whatever. And we're just kind of like talking about it. Okay. What do you want to do? Do you want to, do you want to go in the van or do you want to stay in the van or do you want to like, you know, rough it and go out in the, the tent? Well, I really wanted to experience the whole tent thing, the hammock tent. So, I went ahead and said, yay, let's do that, and she was all for it, so we did that, and um, yeah, it was raining, <laughs> it was raining really hard, the wind started blowing, and I was just kind of like feeling so damp, because the from the van to the tent, you know, that just that walk and feeling like, like you got all wet and damp, and then trying to get in this hammock, it was just, oh my god, I was just like cold, and but I tried to tough it out. I tried to be tough. She was fine. She it wasn't bothering her. She even said she had water dripping on her at one point, and I didn't. But anyway, so you just got to be ready to deal with that kind of stuff, you know. I didn't want it to mess up the whole thing, but I did. Uh, after about an hour or so, I said, "Hey, are you asleep?" <laughs> She's like, "No." I'm like, "All right. I just want to let you know I'm gonna go into the van." <laughs> not gonna I don't want to catch a cold and have it ruin the whole thing so she decided to join me in that and so we just did that so hammocks yeah we didn't really get to experience that whole thing for about an hour and a half maybe um then just crashed in the van and ready for the next day so anyway that's kind of like part of that where you just gotta you know deal with it whatever it it if I didn't have the van, I would have made it work, but knowing that the van was there, it was kind of like, you know, a safety net, <laughs> so I took advantage of it, so anyway. Um, the next day, we wake up and just kind of like get ready to go. We pack all of our stuff away. It's not raining. Um, every, obviously, everything is, is wet, and we're um, just packing everything up and going to our next our next spot down the road. Um, we were going to go to Skyland, um, but then I decided maybe we should just hit Loray, um, go to the caverns, and then come back in, because I was told that there were going to have about 3,000 visitors that day, and uh, I was told the earlier you go, the better. So we rolled on in there about 9.30 or so, 10 o'clock, and um, 
just like decided to go in there. We were in the van, decided to have the van and do that whole thing and then go back to another campsite and um, in the park. So we uh, rolled into Luray and it's a really cool big giant parking lot. It was empty. Um, they've got the caverns, they've got a cafe, they've got a museum. They have like a, uh, like a zip line type thing. Um, they have a lot going on there, but everything is like a different fee. Um, so we were just going into the caverns, always wanted to see that. And um, yep, so Luray Caverns, it's a national landmark. It's a definite gotta go see. It's in Shenandoah Valley. Um, as far as the cost of it, so it's 30 bucks for an adult, 15 for a child, and military is like 27, I believe. Um, so it's a little pricey, but it is a really, really neat thing to to, uh, to go experience. Very pretty. Um, just a lot, a lot going on down there. You just wouldn't even believe. It just, it's about a mile. I think it's like a mile hike in um, to see all of what you see, and they have it lit up so beautifully. Um, it's a really, really neat. I definitely recommend people go check it out. You know, whatever about the other stuff, but the caverns being a natural uh, feature like that, it just, it really is cool. There's, there's a, there's even a, a, a wishing well where people put uh, like coins and money in the water, and they gather it up. They had like millions of dollars uh, extracted from that. That that they they end up like donating money to different causes and stuff. So that's really cool that they are able to do that. But anyway, yeah, I definitely recommend it. It's the caverns are insane. I, I you, you can't even believe what you're looking at. Sometimes the, the, they have water in there and the reflections, it looks like you're looking at the top and the bottom of the, of the rocks and the features. It's really neat. So definitely recommend checking out the caverns they did a really good job obviously with covid um everyone was wearing a mask you're told to wear masks stay six feet apart um people pretty much did that but there's times when you're kind of like walking by someone because they're like stopping to take a photograph or something so you're just kind of trying to zoom by them real quick but um for the most part everyone was respectful about that and we wore our masks and um there was one family that actually didn't wear a mask. I don't know what that was all about, but they said something about it in the beginning, but then they, they just let them in anyway. So I don't know what was going on there, but other than that, everybody else was really good. And when we left that place, it was packed and there was a line, like a huge line. And I, I mean, it was crazy. I, I don't know if I had, I, I had no idea it was going to be that busy, but the parking lot was completely packed. And um, so I'm glad that we went when we did. I highly recommend going at around 10 o'clock, 10.30. That is a really good time to go and, um, and check it out. And it is something really good to do if it's raining. If you're looking for somewhere to go, go over there if you are in the area. Um, I think that's a really uh, cool place to go when it's raining for sure. So it, um, it wasn't really raining. It was looking like a threat of rain. But when we left, we decided to put our gear on, re-parked the truck, we parked in the parking lot, instead of going right back in the, in the park, um, I wanted to just kind of explore the area, Shenandoah Valley, so that's what we did, um, there was a guy that stopped in a jeep, asking questions about the van and whatnot, and while we were talking, Heidi asked him if he, you know, was from the area, did he know any 
dirt roads or any fun stuff to go do. And he kind of pointed us in the right direction. And um, we found ourselves at Tasker's Gap um, through way of, I believe it was like 675. Um, yeah, so we took 211 and saw the Dukes of Hazard Museum. <laughs> so definitely recommend that. That was really fun. And I love that, like, you know, you're traveling and you see some like odd place or, you know, like the, the biggest ball of yarn or, or some odd thing you want to stop and, you know, go check out for yourself. And this was definitely one of those stops. It's a museum that's free, um, which is really cool. And they have so much memorabilia in there about Dukes of Hazards and, um, just all kinds of stuff. They also, if you're into the rebel flag thing, they've got like rebel flag everything. Um, and one of the things that they do have on there on the rebel flag is heritage, not hate, you know, like it's not about, you know, hate in regards to that rebel flag. I know a lot of people demonize that flag for what it was used for in the past and, and all that. But, uh, yeah, that's one of the things they have in there. So, that is part of our history, and it is there. So they do have that museum, and then not far from there, we kept going, and we find ourselves on some twisty roads. Um, we went through George Washington um, National Park, and they had some gravel roads to, that we could take. There was lots of hiking trails off of there if we wanted to hike, but we had no uh, desire to hike anymore with our stuff on. So no, that is definitely should be a separate thing that you do. Um, so we, uh, we took in the roads, um, and found ourselves at Tasker's Gap. So Tasker's Gap, I've been there in the past. It is a, uh, it's an OHV trail system and it's just, uh, really, really rocky. So if you're into the rocks, this is your kind of place. Um, I've been there a while back when I was kind of newer at the whole trail riding thing and it was really, really difficult for me. Um, but this time, um, Heidi and I there, we, I was just curious, you know, to go check it out and she was too. We pull on in and there's nobody. It's completely empty. You could tell that it rained, it's kind of wet. And I'm like, well, maybe that kept people away. I don't know. I mean, but there was no one and it was in the middle of the day. So we just kind of, um went exploring. Uh, it's, it is a pay to ride thing. Um, so you do, you are supposed to like leave your money there. Um, but I recommend it if you're in the area, it is some place that you could go. Um, just check it out. It again, it's called Tasker's Gap. It's the Peters Mill Run and Tasker's Gap. It's in Lee Ranger District in the George Washington and Jefferson National Forest. So it's pretty cool. Um, it is a ATV also, like it's OHV, so you're going to have to deal with um, ATV riders also. I'm not really sure how much they have in regards to single track and all that stuff, but they do have maps available that you can check all that stuff out. Um, so that was uh, that was really cool and unexpected. Um, we were in the, I mean, just kind of cruising around it, and I didn't realize that that was there, so that was kind of fun to take in. And it was a little uh, intimidating for us to to start riding because, um, we were alone, uh, you know, like usually I'm with, you know, my husband's nearby or with a group of people, but yeah, it was just Heidi and I, and we were the only people at this place. And it was a little 
unsettling, but that kind of ended quickly. We had a great time. We just kind of went off and did our thing and stuck together. And they did have a map, so we could try to follow the map. I'd have to say that the the markings on the trees didn't make any sense with the map exactly, but maybe someone knows better than me, but it was a little, a little confusing. But nonetheless, we had a great time. Um, we just kind of kept track where we were, and we could tell it was about to, like, rain, really rain. So we didn't want to be too late. So we, we left that area and um, headed back headed back towards the, the park and um, decided <laughs> this right, we looked at the radar, the rain was insane coming, like it wasn't going to let up. Big storms were coming and we just were like, man, I don't know, like should we keep doing this or should what should we do? So we decided to go ahead and call it, call the trip done. Um, we decided to go have dinner, and I mean, we were riding in the rain and just getting soaked, and it just was really uncomfortable. And to think, you know, to spend another night and just kind of feel so gross and everything, like, I don't know. We just decided to just kind of end our trip there. It was a great trip. I'm so glad we did it. And I really want to recommend people to, you know, get out and do stuff like that. It's it's so much I don't know it's just fun doing that kind of thing if you don't have your motorcycle license I really recommend that you go out and um, and take a course and get that license because it just opens you up to so many neat adventures um, you know I we wouldn't be able to do what we did if we didn't have that and I just think that was a it's a great tool I love I love being able to be on the pavement and see a dirt road or a trail or something and go off on it and you know have a motorcycle that can do both not just be for the street or you know to be able to do both is awesome um I don't think I'll ever strictly I mean I guess I can't say ever but I don't think I'll ever strictly own just a street bike um I think I'll probably always have some sort of dual sport option I will say that I would like to just get a set of wheels so that it's easier to just change change stuff over for when I do want to do dual sport. Um, that leads to some other things, you know, you just, I don't know, it'd just be nice to be able to just kind of switch your stuff over and go do it and not, not be a big deal about changing tires and that kind of thing. But um, yeah, the experience was awesome. It was so cool to just kind of get out with your girlfriend and go do this thing you don't have your husband with you your boyfriend it's just kind of like you making it happen um you don't have any any kind of responsibility other than yourself which was nice you know um I don't know it was just nice kind of unplugging we didn't have signal a bunch of the time which was kind of cool too um I don't know just seeing stuff and and um and talking to people and and also kind of inspiring other women like wow you ride did you ride here that's crazy what did you what do you ride and you know just to be there and to be able to talk to other women and to see how women also look at you and see that it's possible because I think a lot of women um, that aren't involved in our sport or don't have current motorcycles that kind of thing now they see us and I think that it just interests them 
and it makes it seem more tangible for them when they see um, girls like us out there doing it. So um, again, it was a blast and I am super, super stoked for what the future holds because we are going to put together some awesome rides and, you know, it's all about just experiencing it and mixing in like really cool stops along the way. You know, things like, like what we did with seeing the waterfalls and, and just, you know, going to the museum and just kind of mixing everything in and, um, making it, you know, just, I don't know, more fulfilling, like a, just a lot more to it than just simply going out for a ride. You know, we're, we have destinations in mind and, and, you know, things that we want to show everyone, show these girls. So I'm excited. I think it's really cool. Basically, um, you know, Heidi's been, Heidi's loved dual sport riding as have I, and her and her husband have a, a YouTube channel. I highly recommend you check it out. It's new for them and they're doing a great job with it. Um, they want to, you know, share their experiences with people, let them know about different series and different things that they do. They kayak, they mountain bike, as well as dirt bike and race and dual sport. So their uh, YouTube is uh, it's Trail Seeker Adventures. And then, of course, check out Dirt Bike Girl Adventures, which you're here at the podcast, but we're also on Facebook and have a website also, dirtbikegirladventures.com. But yeah, I mean, be looking forward to some more adventures to come and invitations to join us um, because we do have some great plans coming up and um, we want to kind of like share some of our experiences with you guys and you know like I said it's you know getting the gear getting the getting everything together you know hanging out with your girlfriends talking about your plans making the arrangements Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there have done this kind of thing before we just haven't um, ourselves. Um, so it's new for us. It's kind of a new thing. I'm kind of not been racing much anymore. And this is just another way that I can, you know, kind of get the thrill that I'm looking for being able to get out and do things on my motorcycle. And um, so this is just another way to incorporate motorcycling in my life and I hope you guys want to join us and stay tuned for more adventures and uh, again subscribe to the channel so you know when I when I post a new podcast because I may not be doing it quite regularly but um, definitely check it out and um, I don't know hope you enjoyed uh, listening to my adventure with my friend Heidi and uh, again be on the lookout for more opportunity uh, for you guys to get involved as well. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode that we just brought you on the Dirt Bike Girl Adventures podcast. Remember to subscribe so you can be alerted when new episodes drop. But in the meantime, in between episodes, make sure you check out the website, dirtbikegirladventures.com and on the socials like Facebook and Instagram. There's a lot of great content on there. And you know, DirtBikeGoAdventures.com has been online for nearly eight years. So, like I said, there's a lot there. Definitely check it out. All right, so we look to do this podcast on the weekly. I'd like to bring you an episode every Friday. So, hopefully we can stick to that. This is all new, uncharted territory for us. So, I hope that it goes well, and I hope that you're enjoying it. 
and that will let us know that we're on the right track. Until next time though, ride safe, have fun, and continue to inspire. This podcast is sponsored by Trail Pros. They are a designer and builder of motocross tracks and trail systems. Check them out at trailpros.us. Build your dreams with Trail Pros.